Well, welcome back to the podcast. This is Pastor Mark and Pastor Miles, or I should say Pastor Miles and Pastor Mark. But yeah, you can, I'm good. I can announce you. I absolutely you need an introduction. I, you know what I'd always wanted? What? You ever see James Brown perform live? Nope. I'm not that old. There's a guy who introduces him. Go into the archives. You know, Godfather you of Soul. A, you need a squire. Soul brother number one. I am here Hardest to working introduce. man in show business. Mr. I'm here James to Brown. introduce to you Mark Childers. There you go. Or as some people know him, Bubba. Man, that's been a long time. Cross Connection doesn't know you as Bubba. I kind of think that was one of my failures as a pastor, not introducing you to the church as Pastor Bubba. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, it's never too late. You do realize, I think we still own PastorBubba.org or something Is like that. Is there a PastorBubba.org? Pastor, let's see, Bubba. Let me tell you what we do own. Org. Tell me what we own, we, we bought it yesterday. TheQuestionsPodcast.com. TheQuestionsPodcast.com. Now so, you can find it easy. But if you're listening to this, you already found us. I know, but it's so le- it sounds so legit. There's a whole bunch of people that have a hard time finding us. I mean, just maybe for good reason. Typing Mark Childers or Miles De Benedictus into your YouTube or your uh, your podcast app is probably sufficient. They yeah. st- they still haven't found what they're looking for. I think we own PastorBubba.com or .org, but oh, it's not being utilized. Out. We have to utilize it. You need your own blog or something. I don't, I'm not sure that's a healthy thing for the masses. But could you, you know. could you blog something? I blogged before. Cool, man. Yeah. Right on. Well, we are here, and this is like, I, I don't know, episode, like people normally count their episodes. 13. We're like 13. Lucky 13. number 13, Ooh, Apollo baby. 13. You think we're going to crash and burn on this one? Man, I hope not. Do you know that I just saw the movie Apollo 13 for the very first just time? Just recently? Yeah, last week. I think there's a new Apollo movie coming out. It might really? be Apollo 11 or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was a good movie. Mm. Tom Hanks was good at that. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great one. I love the scene where they throw all the stuff on the table and they say, "You got to fix this problem," and this is all that you get to use to fix it. Yep. And and really, I think that sometimes that's the way to approach a problem. This is the only stuff we have here. We can't get anything else. This is how we fix this. That's right. They wouldn't even give them the wrong flashlight. The uh, the right. astronaut that was on the ground checking out. He goes, "Nope, don't give me anything. Those guys don't have up there." Right. Right. So talk about team effort. That's what you do when you do when you do marital counseling. You get those people in the room and say, "Listen, we're fixing this with what we got right here." That's it. You and you and we're going to fix this thing. Yeah. Jesus is showing up. We're ready. Right. So knock it off. Yeah, so we we had a big weekend this last weekend. It was an awesome weekend this it weekend. It was Easter's. Oh man, I was so excited about this weekend. That I mean, Good Friday. It was Easter Sunday and I even incorporated into the message. I believe in science. Anytime you can work Nacho Libre into a message, Nacho. There's, there's just a certain anointing. I was listening to the Nacho Libre uh, religious man song this morning. I am, I am. A real religious man. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Oh, so many, you know. One, of the, you greatest, think... one of the greatest baptism scenes ever recorded. Well, they were fighting Satan's caveman. It was a big deal. I think we talked about Satan's caveman we last did. week. We did. You know, Nacho comes up. Frequently. Do you, you think we could just do a whole teaching series, just working Nacho in there? You know, we could do it all with just... Lessons just from the movie. Movie, movie words. I yeah. mean, Why I, you we can't... We could probably make a message with all the, the language from Top Gun. We'd have to bleep out a few words. No, but we could... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, but okay. So, I mean, there would, so what would be sermon series? I feel series? the need. The need for speed. There we go. There you go. Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. Oh, man. Yeah, two of your snot nose uh, <laughs> throttle jockeys just buzzed my tower. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh man, You've we're not going to start that. You lost your qualification. Never mind. We yeah, should move on. Yeah, your your sons. Yeah. So right. have you have you had any more conversations with people who listen to our podcast? I've had several. Well, it's kind of cool because last week I said, "Hey, you're lame if you don't show up for and Good Friday and Easter service. Come on, don't be sitting at home." And I got text messages from some people. You know who you are. Who said uh, I'm not lame? And I had people walk up to me on Sunday and go, "Hey." Pastor Mark. I'm like, what? They go, I'm not lame. There you go, man. So, yeah. Because it's lame. If you're a Christian, stay home on game day. Come on. No, you got to be here at church. Church Absolutely. is important. Do not, like Hebrews says, do not neglect the assembling together of the body. You know, it was super, really, really cool. So many people brought guests. Lots of guests here. And I don't, church really couldn't have held too many more people. Then let's, you know, Jesus is still alive. Show up next week, people. Yeah. They were just checking in to see if Jesus was still around, or what was the deal? He is alive. Wow. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. I, I don't know how people do it. I don't either. They're just, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Well, speaking we, about the message, or not even the message, let's just say the presentation of things. Our first question has to do with uh, 
Easter Sundays. Bro, that was an outfit. I mean, you were emanating joy. I We were getting ready to take the word gay back. I mean, you had that orange pants with a white belt. You you were... You can't say that. Yeah, I have to edit that out now. No, come on. no you're not. No, no, okay, no. We, right. That was our word first. Just like the rainbow was ours first. But anyway... Um, no, that you were you were styling you. you it, there was joy. More, more to come, but let's not talk about that for now. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. No, we're not going to talk about the more to come. But just, I'm just saying, it was you were SpongeBob joyful pants, joyful those pants, orange, bright orange pants. And... I think you know. I think the Apostle Peter would have sported some some orange pumas. Can I borrow those for hunting season? Because, Absolutely. You know, yeah, search, I won't get shot in those. Well, I might get shot in those things, but that was a. That was a dazzling outfit. So I had a brother come up to me after the service on Sunday and tell me that, um, and I have a feeling he knows this from personal experience, but he said back in the day, if you uh, serve some time in the L.A. um, correctional facility, they gave you something that looked just like those pants. That's what he told me. Really? I think he might know from personal experience. At least that seemed to be what he implied when he told me that. He probably just was knew somebody or was holding it for a friend. Maybe, maybe, yeah. So that's the it's eight man. It's the cross connection colors. It's the color of joy. Somebody told me today it's the color of hope. I like orange. There you go. I'm 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 down with it. So anyway, question number one: Where can one get a belt so white? That was a white belt. I went searching for the white belt, and of course, I found it at the rack, Nordstrom rack. That is wow. It was great. In fact, you know who actually found that one? I was looking for a white belt, but. Ethan, my son, my oldest, he's the one that found it, but he didn't know I was looking for a white belt. He pulled it off the thing and he goes, Dad, check out this one. I was like, that's what I was looking for. It probably reminded him of Nacho Libre. Yeah, because Nacho had blue pants and a white belt. And white shoes. White shoes. You blew it on the white shoe. You could have done the white white shoes. shoes. I need some white shoes. Get you some white sneakers. I'm working on that. All right, cool. Uh, Yeah, so there you go. That's my fashion tip of the day. Nordstrom's rack. Is it Nordstrom or Nordstrom's? I think it's Nordstrom. Nordstrom, just with yeah. an M. Okay, yeah. just no S, no S. Yeah, no M. The rack. I just call it the rack. The rack. Yeah. The rack, so. Yeah. Okay, now the real the real, real questions. questions. Okay, what scriptures describe the demise of all of the apostles as shared in the teaching today? Well, they meant Sunday, but yeah. Yeah, because I went down a list of like uh, eight or nine of the apostles in their, their martyrdom. Uh, there's only one. Well, there's Stephen, but he's not in the listing of the 12 apostles. Uh, the so stoning of Stephen, Stephen was a big he's one. Stephen, stoned yeah. in, in Acts chapter 6 and 7. Then there's the... With rocks. We're going right, to be real stoned with rocks. rocks. Not 1967 yeah. stoned. No. No, no this no, is 1st no. century 30 AD stoned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Much different. Yeah. Uh, so, and then um, Acts chapter 12, verse 2, that's where James, the brother of John, he is killed. But other than that, there's not, there's no, uh, there's no scriptures to talk about the killing of the apostles. There's the death of Christ and Stephen and James. Uh, but there is this cool book. Have you ever looked through uh, Fox's book of Christian martyrs? Yes. So Fox's book of Christian martyrs. I, I think you can actually find it for free on the internet. You can buy it online too, but you can find PDF copies online for free, and it's got all the traditions of how these uh, men and women of God were uh, martyred. It's a pretty gnarly book. A little historical documentation. And then there's Modern Day Martyrs on Voice of the Martyrs uh, website. A lot of people still today being persecuted for their faith in Jesus. I think people would be astounded if they knew the actual numbers. Yeah, I agree with that. They would be astounded because here we're pretty pretty safe. Life is pretty chill in America. Super chill. I'm good with it, but... Yeah, but yeah, it's it's we're not nobody's being martyred. Do you think here. our chill life breeds a complacency? Absolutely, an apathetic indifference. Well, I'll just throw this out. Do you hear that old question? So, do you think Americans are apathetic and indifferent? And the guy says, "I don't know, and yeah. I don't care." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I I, tell, I say this to people; it gets them all riled up all the time. Uh-huh. I said, "Well, if I was president, I'd figure out a way to make Christianity illegal." Make it illegal? Illegal. If you were president? And they gasp. Yeah. Obviously, the president can't. They gasp. Right, now, why? Right. I go, because everybody would get saved. That's what happens. Well, look you, at China, you know, man. There's more Christians in China than in America. I, I just know. I know. I just I just know personally, when the pressure's on, people go to God, and they, and they, they tell other people about God. When the pressure's on. Truly. When things are chill, we chill. So. Well, you know, Gamaliel, he told the council... 
That's right. Don't fight against this or else you find yourself fighting against God. Right. And Saul of Tarsus said, yeah, forget you, teach. I'm going to go do that thing. Yeah. If it's of God, it's going to, you don't want to be fighting against God. And if That's it's not of God, sure. it's going to fade away. You know, I read that story about that one guy years ago in the book of Genesis fighting with God and he limped for the rest of his life. I ain't going to do that. No, that was a bad, bad situation. I had a conversation once with a guy who told me that he wanted to wrestle with God just like Jacob did, just like Israel did, because he felt that, you know, he was angry at God. I want to wrestle with God. And I told him, I said, you might want to be careful what you ask for because that guy limped for the rest of his life. And then you kicked him in the knee or what did you do? Yep, I did. There you go. I said, um, break the wrist, walk away. There you go. Rex Guando. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, man. Those uh, guys made great movies. Oh, gosh. Oh, goodness. Let's see how they impacted our lives and gave us joy in those man, movies. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Okay, so, um, yeah, Demise of the... Demise of the Apostle. Yeah, so uh, Fox's book of Martyrs, well, not scripture. Yeah, a record it was a good of book. And, good yeah, book. Absolutely. Um, number three, do you believe there is any significance of Jesus rising? Uh, specifically, three days later, any significance of the number three? Yes. Yes, I do. Th this brings up a quick follow-up question because people have a hard time with, but Jesus was crucified on Friday afternoon. And then he was raised on Sunday. So really, that's just, you know, Friday. And then you got 24 hours to the next day. It's really only like two days. So people get all like jammed up with this whole thing. But in reality, the Jews would count it as any portion of a day was a day. So okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, I think that also gives spawn to the idea like, oh, really, Jesus was, you know, it was really good Thursday. Well, I know. Yeah. A, yeah. I've heard that. There's a too. train of thought yeah, that on doesn't that. doesn't work, though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it doesn't doesn't yeah. really work. Um, so, yeah. So there's a few things that come to mind as to what's the significance of three days. Well, for one, fulfillment of prophecy. Jesus predicted that he would be dead for three days. Well, it talks about the temple. He did. He yeah, John chapter two, I think it is. Yeah, you know, he destroy wasn't, he, this temple and in three days I'll raise it up. Yeah, he wasn't talking about the temple temple. But then he also, I, I referenced the passages in uh, Matthew's gospel on Sunday about Jesus predicting his death and his resurrection. And he told his disciples, three days later I'll raise from the dead. So, so it's a fulfillment of prophecy. Secondly, Jesus's death, being dead for three days, demonstrates that he's actually dead. So that he actually did die on the cross. Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, was buried, dead. You don't bury non-dead people, which would be terrible if you were not dead and you were buried. Buried alive kind of freaks people out. That freaked me out. Buried alive in a box. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it demonstrates that he was actually dead. And there is some uh, kind of ancient Jewish rabbinical evidence that the Jews believed that after three days of death, then the soul would basically vacate the body and depart the body. So they're like, they're like officially dead. Cause you know, if you, if you're not three days dead, I guess it's kind of like miracle max. He's only mostly dead. Mostly, mostly dead. dead. Yeah. yeah. So, the, so one, straight up dead. Yeah. One of the words you used during it and that word had been bugging me for days in a good way. But one of the words that you used in the, the uh, sermon was the word expectation. And mm. I always thought, you know, what a great study that would be sometime if you flashed in, into each one of those people's lives. Right, what their expectation Their was. expectation of what Jesus, who he was, what he was going to do, and even all the way up till that the the resurrection day. Uh, I mean, Mary, they, they showed up. Their expectation was to... Yeah, the women, and the women at the, women, or the yeah. women at the tomb. Yeah, uh -huh. they expected to deal with the body. Right, right, that's a great point. And, and clearly... Jesus said he would rise again yeah. in three days. And I, I think one of the things that's interesting, if you go back, is basically Jesus did not meet one person's expectation that I can think of in that whole exchange, except God's. Yeah. He, I, I, he certainly did not. He, he did not meet. He did not meet the religious leaders' expectations. They wanted right. him to stay dead. But even the apostles, right? They, they were expecting something totally different. They're bummed. They're, you know, he has to talk to him on the road to Emmaus and all that. And and so, uh, and, and I love he, the fact yeah. that you know um, we we kind of give the guy grief, but I'm, I'm not sure we would be all that much different. But Thomas, doubting Thomas, the disciples, he wasn't there when Jesus, the risen Jesus, first appears to the disciples on that Sunday night, and so you know. He says, I'm not going to believe unless I see him right. and touch his hand. So, I mean, that's indicating these disciples certainly did not expect that Jesus would rise from the dead. No, it was as if it was a surprise. I mean, if someone came to you and said, so-and-so rose from the dead, I think I'd probably be like doubting Thomas, be like, yeah, mm, probably not. 
I really like the uh, sermon that Pastor Garrett taught on uh, Thomas the Brave, he was calling them, because, you know, Thomas really would pipe up and say things. And so, uh, yeah. You know, they called him the twin. Right. And some some Bible scholars believe that Thomas looked a lot like Jesus, and that's why they called him the twin. We really? don't know that for sure, but that's one of the, the things that some scholars think. I had never heard that. Yeah, so it's interesting when he says, because this is in the story of John chapter 11 with um, Lazarus dies, and um, Jesus says, let's go up to you know Jerusalem because our friend Lazarus is dead. So um, Thomas, the twin, makes this comment like, yeah, let us go up so that they can kill us too, basically. is you know, I don't know if it's bravery as much as kind of like sarcasm. Yeah, it may be, yeah. Yeah, but that's me. That's my, my interpretation. I, 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 back in those days, I wouldn't want to look like Jesus. No, no. If they're looking for Jesus and they're plotting to kill him and you look just like Jesus. Forget it. I mean, no, thank you. Back you in know, those so days. Maybe it was a perfect Secret Service thing. It's like keep a decoy. There you go. Thomas, you're the decoy. You ever see the Gary Larson, the cartoonist, the... Uh, the guy who did the um, the Far Side. Far Side. Yeah. And it has this deer with a big target on its chest. <laughs> That's the worst birthmark like, ever. Yeah, he goes, bummer of a birthmark, Hal. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's an unfortunate... Yeah. And did you see those those uh, the hunters in there? He was wearing my pants. Blaze orange. Yeah. There you go. All right. All right. So, nice. So anyway, uh, gosh... So I think we answered that question. I uh, probably we answered it well. Yeah, scripturally and and a lot know, of other economically stuff that wasn't and an yeah, 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 ecumenically and all those things. Okay, four. What does the resurrection of Jesus mean for me? I haven't seen him like the early disciples did. Hmm. Well, I think about Thomas, who we were just talking about, mm -hmm. when Jesus does appear to the disciples, and Jesus says to him, blessed are you for having seen you believe, but more blessed are those of it, essentially who having not seen believe. So we're very blessed by the resurrection of Jesus, though we have not seen him. And because of the resurrection of Jesus, uh, we can be forgiven for our sins and we can have hope in eternity, joy forever, because he lives, we shall live also. And I'll tell you what the resurrection means for you. If there was no resurrection, then we have no Savior. Right. If Christ be not raised from the dead, you're dead in your sins. Yeah, you're wasting your time. 1 Corinthians 15, that's worth going through and reading carefully. Right. Yeah. yeah no, I, I read a significant portion of it on Sunday morning, but it's a it's a good passage of Scripture and pretty, pretty bold of Paul to make it really clear. Like, man, the resurrection of Jesus is the most important issue of the Christian faith. Well, yeah, if, with no with no virgin birth, with no resurrection, uh, we have no savior. Yeah, we're wasting our time. I mean, if Jesus didn't walk on water, eh, whatever. Yeah. If Jesus didn't, you know, heal blind Bartimaeus, you know, life goes on. But if he didn't raise from the dead, we got a real issue. There were certainly some signature miracles of the Messiah, though. That Absolutely. We're looking for no, you know, raising of the dead, and but the that's why I said blind and, Bartimaeus. Yeah. I mean, you know. There, were, there was other blind guys, but, well, you know, Blind Bart, he didn't have to be. Blind Bartimaeus and the Disciples of Soul? Sounds like a blues band. Where did you come up with that? That was just, just off the top just, of your head? Yeah, I just thought, what a great man, name oh, for a man. band. Blind Bartimaeus and the Disciples. Could you see him playing a harmonica? The Disciples of Soul. The blues. Would Bartimaeus be singing, uh, would he sing blues or gospel? Blind Bart. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking maybe he'd be singing gospel, but... Maybe. You yeah. never know. Maybe both. Can Some you those... can you meld blues and gospel? That's kind of like... I don't know if that's a good thing to mail. It's like blospel. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> number five. Number five. <laughs> Why did Christ rise from the dead? See question number yeah. four. Or go and listen to the message from last Sunday. Yes. Yeah. We're Christ gonna... died for our sins according to the scriptures, was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. He rose for our justification. Paul says, I believe it's in Romans chapter three, that he, he rose for our justification. All so right. his resurrection makes it possible that we can be forgiven. Here's a question I didn't have before. Okay. Never before. Um, maybe you have. Number six, where was Jesus for the three days before rising from the dead? And uh, wow, that's a great question. This is a good question. In fact, there's uh, all kinds of different speculation and commentary and discussion about this because... Pastors, it, pastors conference? Yeah. They last about three days. Yeah, there you go. No. He was at a pastor's conference? Yeah. Does it, does it, my imagination, or does it seem like every other day we get an advertisement for a pastor's conference? There's a lot of pastor's conference. We got a lot of, lot to confer about. I guess. 
We're not going to any of those things. No, 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 no. Um, Yeah, so uh, where was Jesus during the three days? Um, Yeah, so there's a lot of different discussion about where Jesus was during those three days. Um, I, I think that, I've heard he was in hell. I've heard that one. Yeah, I wouldn't say he was in hell. Well, he was down there cleaning house. He wasn't suffering. But anyway, he was down there checking it out. I've heard that one, which I don't... Yeah. I'm trying to figure out where we pulled that Ephesians 4 says, um, therefore, he says, this is Ephesians 4, 8, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. So there are some people who look at that verse and when it says that he descended into the lower parts of the earth, there's a couple of different primary ways that people interpret that. And so some people see the descended into the lower parts of the earth as just the incarnation when Jesus came to earth, that he's incarnation. Other people think that when Jesus died, he descended into the lower parts of the earth. And they believe that this place called Hades is in the lower parts of the earth and that he set the captives free. Now, what exactly would that mean that he set the captives free? This goes back to a story that Jesus told. You probably remember this in Luke chapter 16, the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Oh yeah. Give me a little water to drink Let or let everybody know what's going on. Right. So Jesus tells this story of the rich man and Lazarus and he says the rich man, he fared sumptuously. That's some good King James word there day by day. And he was clothed in fine linen and purple, which is interesting because you know who wore the linen in the uh, Levitical, you know, rights. It was the priests who wore the... the I was going to say prince, but okay, all right. Prince oh, yeah. wore linen? Yeah. He prince. wore purple. Purple, yeah. No, but no. Oh. But, you know, so the, the priests wore linen, and then royalty... Somebody's honking out here. Davy Tree is honking outside. Uh, so the the priests wore linen, but also purple was kind of a, a more royal or kind of higher society wore that. So it could be said when it says that the rich man, he wore linen and fine purple, that he's of the high priest family, or the chief priest family. So we have a rich man and Lazarus, and Lazarus was laid at the doorstep of the rich man and begged there, but he didn't receive anything but the scraps that came from the table of the rich man. So then both of them die, and they're carried to this place called Abraham's bosom, which is a weird word, but it's uh, the place of comfort. And some people believe that this, this holding place after death is this Hades in the lower part of the earth, not hell as we necessarily think of it, but the place that these faithful saints like Abraham are waiting for the coming so, of Messiah. So not a purgatory. So not a purgatory. Um, and so kind there, like was, a rest this, stop on the there was this gulf. Luke chapter 16 talks about some expanse between the place of torment where the rich man was and the place where Lazarus was being blessed and taken care of. And so there is a view, though it might be a minority view, of some Bible teachers that Jesus, upon death, he went and he set those captives free who were awaiting the coming of the Messiah the deliverer, the rescuer, and that he brings them to go be with God in heaven. So this would be all the faithful ones of the Old Testament. So that's one view. uh, But when it really comes down to it, we don't know. I'm okay with I don't know. All that to say, we just don't know because the Bible is silent. So there's kind of an old saying where the Bible is silent. I will be also. There you go. So Mark, you know that saying. Well, it was the guy said it. It was more like where the Bible is silent. No. I can't do it right now. Yeah, My voice is not I, right. Now turn I, in your Bibles. I, yeah. uh, Kay and I. I will be also. Now, oh, let's boy. move on to something else, Buster. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, right. Glorious. Oh, man. Mischief. Uh, okay. Glorious. All right. Um, so, I think we took care of that. Seven, what does it mean that we are slash we're dead in our sins? Yes, sir. And trespasses, I'll add. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Dead so in trespasses what, what and sins. what does it sins. mean? What does it mean that we were dead in trespasses and sins? And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. ACDC wrote two. a great song about it. Did they? Highway to Hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a great, mm. great song mm-hmm. if you, you know, like... Uh, Another one. You know those guys? I don't know. I mean, maybe they had a little bit of a handle on it. Back in Black, that's a song about a guy picking up his Bible again, right? I don't know any of these song references. Guy Mold. You know, this is part of my childhood. Yeah, you're you're like 15 years older than me, and there's a lot of music. You've never heard the song Highway to Hell. I know, I know. I'm on a highway to hell? Okay, I guess I have heard that. Yeah. 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 I think of Stairway to Heaven and Highway to Hell. Were were they done by the same people? No. uh, Oh, okay. No, no. Stairway to Heaven uh, was Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, Highway to Hell was 
ACDC. ACDC. Which people said stood for Antichrist, Devil's Child, but those were the same people that really? told me that, yeah, to shred all my I thought it was albums. just a power reference, you know, uh, AC, DC, uh, power. Direct current, yeah. You Alternating know, Tesla current. Coil, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, no. Nikola Tesla, AC. Edison. I mean, they weren't exactly an evangelistic band when it came to, you know, Christianity or all, but, you know, who huh. knows? Huh. I mean, I huh. found out Alice Cooper's a Christian, you know, whatever. So He totally looks like a Christian. Yeah. He looked like the sermon went a little too long. That happens. Now you know. You feel our pain, Mr. Pastor Guy. Hey, uh, I got a red clock on the back wall. It tells me when to finish. I know. You got a shot clock. Now. For those people who don't know this, on the back of our, you know, as part of my reign of terror here. I pointed out. Church, I pointed out at least once a month. We, we have a, I've got, uh, I stole this from the NBA, but there's a shot clock on the back wall and it tells everybody when you're, you've got eight minutes left to make it me, happen. Man, get buddy. it done. You wrap it up. You got three minutes, buddy. Yeah. So land the plane. Exactly. You're circling the tower. Land well, the right plane. now we should land the plane. Okay, so what does it mean that we were dead in our trespassing since? Well, we were going to hell. Yeah. You like, know, God really said, dead. God said to Adam, right. Genesis chapter one, chapter two, of all the trees in the garden, you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the midst of the garden, you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Die. And Genesis chapter three. He didn't. But he didn't say mostly dead, right? He didn't beat around the no. bush. Pretty direct. You're going to die. Okay, but so Genesis three, Adam and Eve, they mm-hmm. partook, and they did not instantly physically die. So they did not instantly physically die, and uh, that means that they um, they died spiritually. And uh, Christ came to die for our sins to make it possible that we could be alive to God so that um, we could live eternally with him. So, But every person who's born is dead and trespasses and sins. They're alive. They have all the vital signs that they are physically living, but they are spiritually dead. And we need God by his Holy Spirit, by the work of Jesus Christ, to raise us to newness of life so that we can live eternally with God. Right, and as you've been teaching in First John, and you've, it looks like you got over the speed bump. You got out of verses one through four this coming week. Well, we might be stuck in verses five through seven for a while well, too. That's okay, but <clears throat> it, it, that your joy may be full, that they would have fullness of joy is a direct quote. So, yeah, uh, that's good because that's the opposite of being dead and going to hell. Yes, indeed. So he number, makes us alive. Yes. So number nine, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him who have been called according to his purpose, Romans 8.28. How can we reconcile this with the disciples being martyred for their death? Great question. I think it's a fair question. Yeah. You know? So all things working together for the good does not necessarily mean that everything in life will be perfect. Well, and I think Obi-Wan Kenobi said it well. Did he? It, it is a truth, but from a certain point of view. Uh-huh. Like, These are not the droids you're looking for? No, but, you know, he's Luke is not knowing that it's his father, and then he finds ah. out it's his father, and he goes, why didn't you tell me the truth? He goes, no, it's just from a certain point of view. Mm. You know, he's mm. dead. He said Later this. Later killed him. Yeah. You got to go back and see the movie again. It's but been I think of that time. when it comes to truth. It's like, you know, truth is truth. is truth. Yes. But there are definitely different points of view on that truth that cause you to see it. So you're martyred. Yeah. In our economy, that stinks uh-huh. and uh, is not good. But in God's economy, the eternal, the long, the end game, the long one, you're kind of a big cheese. Yeah. So, um, you know, in our world, not good. That scripture does not say that nothing bad will ever happen to you, that you'll never suffer, that you'll never be wronged, uh, that the things that happen to the apostles will never happen to you. That does not. It's for your eternal good. You know, I'm thinking of the passage with Paul in Philippians chapter 1 where um, where he talks about to live as Christ. To die as gain. To die as gain. And he says there for... That's intense, bro. It is. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance, Philippians 1.19, through your prayer and supply of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but in with all boldness, as always. So now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I shall choose I cannot tell, for I am hard-pressed between the two, having the desire to depart to be with Christ, which is far better. Right. He's like, I want out of here. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you, but being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress of joy and faith. So uh, to live as Christ and to die as gain. So I'm not saying that 
oh hey to die is gain we should all just like you know go do something crazy that might take our lives and then we die as gain no the lord has much for us to do that's why we're still here uh, but our measurement of good all things work together for good ultimately god has a he's got a better understanding of what is good right so there's this this eternal thing which is hard for us to get our minds and hearts around sometimes because it's big because right? we're finite right but i mean like let's bring this local here for a little bit local Local, like here, the people we deal with and the people we talk to and minister to. Loco. There's some loco people too, and they come to see us, which, you know, we're, we're loco too. I mean, you know. We are definitely loco. loco. Like attracts like. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, ask a local question, you get a local answer, right? There you go. There you go. So, where are you going with this? I don't know. Here's I'm where sorry. I'm going with it. I screwed you up. I see an awful lot of times in people's lives where something horrible happens. Uh huh. And they want to see the good in it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, a lot of times I see years later that that thing they thought was horrible, that thing they thought was just, just going to change their lives and ruin their lives forever, with the right attitude, that ended up becoming a blessing somehow to somebody else and doing good. Right. And so there's that side of it where you, you go through some very tragic and hard things, but on the other side of it, with the right attitude, depending on the Lord and, and being kingdom focused, you see some awful, awful, amazing kingdom-enlarging things come out of those situations and those trials. Certainly. And I'm talking about sickness and death, um, a lot of things. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing to, well, to watch it's worth, it's worth it's noting. encouraging. It's worth noting that the verse referenced there, Romans 8, 28, says, all things God works together for the good right. to those who love God. So um, I heard it explained once by a teacher that we know and love well, Pastor John Corson, uh, that... Listen, Christian. Listen, gang. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, he, he used the example, and I think it was a good example, that all the ingredients, like if I give you you know, a cup of flour, and I give you an egg, a raw egg, and I give you this cup of sugar, and I, I give it to you all individually, and I made you eat those things, they're not very good things. But when you combine them together, you mix them together in the right proportions, and you bake it, you make yourself a pretty good cake. So uh, the ingredients of our life are not always individually good things necessarily. It may be a goofy way to explain it, but I think it, it kind of describes it pretty well. God is able to work all things together for good, including the martyrdom of those disciples. God used that for the furtherance of his kingdom in a pretty powerful way. What a testimony, huh? It is a testimony. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, speaking of blind Bartimaeus, or it was the man born blind, and John 9, remember Jesus' disciples asked him, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? And Jesus said, neither, neither he or his parents, but this was for the glory of God, that the power of God might be made known right. in him. So God is able to take those things that seem devastating and crazy and horrible, and he's able to use them for the glory of God in a big way. Totally agree. Yep. But one of the big ingredients is that we need to be looking for that in Take that. We can't feel sorry for ourselves. Truly. It hurts. It's real. But I think if we, we go and we, we take those situations, they can be real opportunities to minister to other people. And though we can't see exactly how God could possibly use it for good, we can trust that God has a plan that he's working in the midst of it. The trust thing is really, really important. It's a hard one. You know, I I remember my wife going through really, and I going through very, very, one of the most difficult things in our lives together. And she looked over at me and she said, so this is where it gets real. There you go. go. Yep, this is it. Yep. This is where it gets real. So, um, and that's the testing of your faith. That's when it gets real. And you come through those things and and these things are happening. Back. These things are happening around us all the time. I was talking with one of the guys that goes to the church just last night and he was talking about they were out on an outing shopping with his family this last weekend mm-hmm. they decided that they would go to play it again sports do you remember play it again sports yeah they used sporting equipment that was i didn't almost, even know it was around a, yeah i didn't even know but i guess they found a play it again sports somewhere down in san diego so they were going to look for a baseball bat for one of the kids and while they were there this family was there and you know they he goes we never go to this store and it was kind of like we didn't find what we were looking for it was like why did we end up going to this store and while they were there this family had a kid whose fingers got caught in the mechanism of an exercise bike Ouch. And uh, let's just say that there had to be some paramedics called in the whole situation. And he said, after we left the whole scene and they were able to help the family and be there with them through this whole thing until the, the paramedics got there, um, 
he said, we got in the car and he said, I looked at my wife and I said, I guess we know now why we ended up coming down to play it against sports. It was kind of like the Lord put us in the right place at the right time. We just never know what, what God's doing. And given that choice, you're like, I'm not going to go see that. Right, right. right. But they were there to be of help to somebody else. The right place at the right time. Love it. All right. Um, Let's see. Number 10. I know who sent this question in. This is a great question. I'm looking at this one. Okay, go ahead. I love her. Um, What will the Holy Spirit be doing in heaven? Is she afraid that God's going to be taking a day off or something? The Holy Spirit's like... What will the Holy Spirit be doing in heaven? Twiddling his thumbs, doing nothing. He's going to be being God, like like being God. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's going to do. I have no idea what the Holy Spirit's going to be doing in heaven. He glorifies Christ. I don't know. I guess we'll find out, though. I, I know that I will find out. Yeah, I want to think about that a second. Like, huh. you know, I mean, the Holy Spirit certainly inspires us to worship God, give our lives to God. Mm-hmm. All those helps us to understand God many times in our prayer life and our reading life. So, but what's he going to be doing in heaven? Just hanging out, chilling, chilling, hanging out, chilling with Jesus, doing that heavenly God thing. Wow, it's good times. You know the question I get a lot. We're going to have to do a series here on heaven. We did a series on hell. I think we're going to need to do a series on heaven. What's what, for hell? We used hell's bells. Yeah, I can't believe I've, we got away I'm with in that. Heaven. Mm-hmm. You think that one? There's got to be a. What, what is that song? I didn't even. I just popped in my head. I don't. It's like it's. We There's use lots words, of heaven like, songs. Yeah, out there. really. I'm trying. Heaven to think is of, a place on earth. No, we can't no, do that one. No, no, can't. Um, uh, uh, I love Phil Wimmickin's heaven song. That's, that's a good one of song. my favorite songs yeah, of all time. A good song. It's a good song. But do you think he'd let us use that? I don't see why not. He's a friend. It's not like he's Disney. True. He won't sue us. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, what? Uh, yeah. What will the Holy Spirit do? We we do need to probably do a series on heaven. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm. Um, so I don't quite know, but it's going to be something good. Yeah. I I get you know what I question We're I get from time to time. Out. Huh? Will there be fishing in heaven? Because there's a lot of fishermen there. Well, I think Jesus liked fish. Because he always asked, and you give a little. It fish says for there's me. a sea of glass. I'm just wondering how that's going to work out, man. It'd be very calm seas. There you go. There you so, go. Good. Well, I'm glad the fish won't is be that made good of for like fish? pottery. Calm seas. They get some. They get a little spooky. They actually, they? fish like it when it was a little stirred up. They get a little aggravated. And, and I've they, been noticing because we got like a whole bunch of fish in our little we waterfall here. We practically have the Scripps Aquarium in our out here. They're getting more bold. They've been hanging outside more. Somebody goldfished us in our in our fountain Which is here. awesome. Yeah. I mean, I sh- Elliot. Every time he comes here, he's trying to catch the goldfish. Wow. Like, we've had a few kids. Them, boy. Yeah, we had a few kids take a baptism in that thing. Yeah, pretty much. They baptize baptize themselves. So I think that's ten. Uh, you got another question? Oh, you want me to go? Oh with wait, no. Real? You know what? I got a question here um, oh, that do. somebody sent me. It's it's on kind of the heaven hell thing. Well, and I forgot to put it on the sheet. Without Jesus, we can't have eternal life. Yes, I agree, hundred percent. But those who don't have Jesus will live eternally in hell? Question mark or are oh. their souls annihilated at some point? Did you know the, about this question? I Yes, because she was sending it to the wrong number. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, gotcha. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is, a, this is a really good question. In fact, I, you know, speaking about doing a series on heaven, we did a series on hell, and I actually talked about this whole thing, that there is a teaching within uh, kind of a minority teaching, if you will, within the church um, called conditional immortality. And uh, it was held by a number of pretty, you know, strong, faithful Christians who believe the Bible. And one of them is a guy named John Stott, who was a great Bible teacher. Um, but the conditional immortality view is that um, it's it's sometimes referred to as annihilationism. But those who hold the view would rather it be called conditional immortality. And the view is that when we read in Revelation, the last chapters of Revelation, where it says, and death and hell will be thrown into the lake that burns with fire. Right, right. Um, so the view is that at the final judgment, the judgment seat of Christ, after what's called the thousand-year reign of Christ, after the rising up of Satan is loosed, this whole thing, Revelation, it's a crazy book. Uh, but anyways, it says death and hell will be cast in the lake that burns with fire. So there is a view among some who hold the conditional immortality view that at that point, the souls of those who did not believe in Christ that will not be with God for eternity in his paradise and his new heaven and new earth, which we'll have to talk about in the right. series on heaven, yeah. that their souls are annihilated, that they will not live forever in conscious torment. So these are the two primary positions within the Christian church. There's one that a person will live in conscious torment in hell for 
ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And then there's the other view, the conditional immortality view, that their their souls will eventually be annihilated in the final judgment. Which is still a really long time. Yeah. Uh, either way, the better alternative is to accept Jesus and go to heaven. That's the better alternative. But um, so is the conditional. So we're, 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 we're like we're choosing between like sucks and suckier. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> those are just two. Yeah. I mean, well, why argue about either one of those, right? They're yeah. You know, horrible. I just. There we go. Uh, yeah, so, anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is yeah. this this was horrible. Let's go with horrible. Yeah. Um, well, okay. I, but so, is it true? Uh, which which view is true? The conditional immortality, the annihilationist view, or the eternal conscious torment view? Um, I I can honestly say on this one, I don't know which one is true, but I have to say, according to my my hopes, according to my my merciful heart of compassion. I think the annihilationist view is much more merciful. Uh, but like I said, there's a lot of people who believe the conscious torment. That's kind of the majority position of, of Christian scholars. And then the minority view is that there's a annihilationism. And it goes back to the fact that the idea of the immortality of the human soul is more of a platonic idea. So it comes out of Greek. Platonic. Th- Plato, man. Come on. Oh, okay. You right. play with Plato, uh, right? Yeah, I thought you said... I was, Socrates. I was thinking of Pluto, the guy from Disneyland. Okay, Socrates right. and Socrates, Plato and yeah. Aristotle. You know, those guys. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. The trinity of uh, of Greek philosophy. Socrates yeah. and uh, Plato. I, I know it's Socrates. Yeah. Someone's going to tell me it's Socrates. Yeah, yeah. I get it. But Aristotle and whatnot. But Platonic. Okay, Plato. there we go. All right. I thought it was like a Platonic relationship. Well, yeah, that, that comes from Plato, too. What really? Yeah, you should go read those books. I did. Wikipedia. Did, yeah, no, I, I've read them. Did you, you? Did you have the fuzzy pumper barber shop when you were a kid? The did you what? Play with Plato. Once again, I'm a lot younger than you. Come okay, on. I won't say a lot. I'm All sorry. Right. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm, I'm you, still not yet forty. You, you're such a whippersnapper. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Plato. <laughs> Yeah, Plato. Yeah, not that kind of Plato. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I'm mean, no, just you know, squirrel. But did you ever have the Plato toys no. when you were a kid? They had this thing called the Fuzzy Pumper Barbershop. Okay. And you would put Plato okay, in there. I think I vaguely remember pull this. Pull this handle. Right. Okay. And it would give this figure hair. Okay. And you would cut the hair. Okay. Of Plato. And then, oh, you know what's a creepy toy? My youngest daughter. Mattel the, slippery stairs? No, the bar. Oh no, but yeah, that's that's uh yeah, and the Johnny Johnny, uh, you know, do your own electricity kit. Now we didn't yeah. have those, uh, the ACDC electricity <laughs> nice, kit. Yeah, no, she had this talking Barbie head. Well, that's okay. It's kind of like the talking Jesus doll I got at the the uh, Christmas party a few the years ago. The talking Jesus doll was that cool. was awesome. Remember the rabbi doll? I never saw that one. Oh yeah, that was part of our. Uh, uh, or giveaway thing. I had a rabbi. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he sang and everything. But anyway, it was this Barbie head. Yeah. And you could put makeup on it. Oh, I and do you could remember cut that. cut Barbie's hair. Oh, that's disturbing. But here's the thing that was creepy. It was life-size. It would grow back? No. Sometimes oh, okay. in the middle of the night, it would catch a demon and start talking. Oh, that's so Scared disturbing. the heck out so of my disturbing. oldest daughter. So that thing's possessed. Get so rid of that it toy. it went in the trash can. Do not bring that in my yeah. room. No, it was, yeah. It had a, it had a demon. Okay, so back batteries. to back to platonic. Okay, platonic. This yeah. comes from... Hey, so we're just friends, man. The idea of the... Uh, so the view is that the idea of the immortality of the human soul is not a Hebrew concept or idea that comes out of Old Testament Hebrew Jewish tradition. It comes out of Greek thought. And so the view among those who hold to the conditional immortality view is that the Jewish thought did not believe in the immortality of the human soul and that it is Jesus who gives immortality because uh, Paul says to Timothy that Jesus has brought to light life and immortality through the gospel. So you cannot live eternally without eternal life given to you by Jesus. That's why it's called conditional immortality. So it only comes to you from that way. So the view is that uh, someday far in the future when death and hell are cast into the lake that burns with fire, then those souls of those that did not trust in Christ will be annihilated. So Just that's gone. That's the Annihilationist that's view. That's kind of like the last Avengers movie. Which view? Yeah, there you go. What's that guy's name? Thanos? Yeah, that guy. The new one comes out, I think, tonight at 9 o'clock. People are really excited about this. You know, this. you do realize that I think that uh, the Marvel movies and the DC movies, these are the new religion of a lot of people. It's crazy. And it's then you've got like Marvel from. people and DC people. 
and don't meld the universes because you you might yeah. have some sort of like you'll I destroy like the flux capacitor week. will destroy the time continuum or something. That's like one point twenty one thousand. I mean, gigawatts, the entire yeah. world would be enveloped in a giant black hole, and Thanos will win if you combine Batman with with uh, Captain America. Wow, who would win? Batman. DC or Marvel? I mean, that's a movie that needs to come out. Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka. Yeah, would coach win? the Bears. He has nothing to do. That's a whole nother universe. The, the NFL Bears universe. The, the NFL universe you meets know the Marvel universe meets the DC universe Chicago. meets the Star Wars universe meets the Star Trek universe. There you go. That's a mashup we need to These do right people there. People need to get back to reality. And These about poor... the time all this is settled, you know what's going to happen, right? Hmm. They're, They're going to have, have to another... start a new one. What was that movie with the grown-up Smurfs with wearing no clothes? What? Yeah, the, the blue people. What this was is that going movie? downhill far. No wonder we've lost subscribers. We did? Yeah, we won't go there. Oh, no. What was the blue movie? I have no clue what you're it talking about. This planet. Everybody's blue. They're flying around doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh, spells. Avatar. Yeah. Avatar. They're gonna, well, this is all going to get settled, and they're going to make another blue Do you movie. realize that that whole movie was about people possessing aliens? Human beings were possessing aliens. That's just wrong. Creepy. Wrong. Anyways, well, we should wrap it up. All right. Do I believe in annihilationism versus eternal conscious torment? I don't know. Do you think it's possible that maybe, you know, some people are, you know, they're jerks? You know, they're going to go <laughs> annihilation and the other nice. one's like, I'm too, you know. Well, John Stott was a pretty good scholar yeah. and uh, he's got some good writings on this whole view. I think it's it's worth looking into, but the majority of you is eternal conscious torment. That's right. a terribly sad way to end our podcast. It's, we have to do something happy. Man, oh man. Wow. That is horrible. Why, uh, who wants to do either one of those? Not this here, guy. Here, here. No, I got another question. Let's, let's just follow let's Jesus. No, no, let's, I got, let's just follow I got Jesus, one man. other question we can finish follow this. Follow Jesus and you don't have to worry about this stuff. I got one other question we can end this with that would be far better than that one. Really? Let me let me check it real quick. I can go on into the, the emails here. Let's see here. Is it wrong to eat chocolate Easter bunnies? They make me happy. The bunny, the, the bunny. bunny. Ooh, I love the bunny. bunny. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know that song, you missed out on Veggie Tales. What's your favorite Veggie Tales? There's one that they did that was on The Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Haven't seen that one. It was really good. Then they did another one on St. Nicholas, which really? was also really good. But Jonah was awesome. See, Jonah was my favorite. And we the part are about the, the pirates who don't, don't do anything. anything. I, I've met the pirates who don't do anything. And then that's uh, you and me. The Ninevites. They, they were the fish slappers. What anything. a great name for Ninevites. We'll just tell you we don't do anything. anything. And then uh, Mr. Twisty Snack Food. I remember that one. Yeah. I've seen all those 400 times because I have four children. Yeah, see, my kids were older. Yeah, they were. But man, VeggieTales, they're awesome. Yeah, so we saw like Lord of the Rings 400 times. It moved me, Bob. <laughs> but could he find his hairbrush? Oh, where is my hairbrush? I actually sang that. It's funny you bring that up. This yeah? morning. I'm practically a VeggieTales prophet today. I said, Elliot, go get me the hairbrush because his hair was doing like the morning hair thing. And he went running to go find it. And I said, oh, where is my hairbrush? Oh, where? Have you heard the hamburger song? The VeggieTales cheeseburger? No, but that reminds it's me of something. cheeseburger. Yeah. So you drop your kids off in the morning, right? I do, most mornings. And do they show up with like a lunch and a smile and, and brush teeth? And I make hair? my kids lunches every morning, but today I got up. Evangeline had made all the lunches for the kids. What, is she trying to steal your job or something? She She's blowing my mind, man. How old is she now? She'll be eight this year. She's going to be president. She's totally going to be president. She's destined for great things. In fact, if she if you didn't have to wait until you were 35, she'd probably run right now. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Good stuff. So, yeah, yeah send to eat chocolate Easter bunnies. <laughs> uh, you know, don't is eat it, six it, of them. That's gluttony. Yeah, is it wrong to eat chocolate Easter bunnies? I say everything in moderation. Exactly. Except Jesus. I ate a chocolate Easter bunny. I broke from my all-meat diet to eat a chocolate Easter bunny. I broke from my pretty much eat whatever the heck I want diet to eat. You have a seafood diet? Not really. I've been trying to watch it lately. Oh, good. I've been in training. Training? Yeah, I'm back biking again, working hard, you know. 
You can't you can't like be down in chocolate Easter bunnies and then go out and do, go do fifteen. Sure miles you on the can. Bike. Sure you can. You got a you got a calorie load, isn't that the thing? No, that's not no, a thing. No, you got to watch what you eat, man. Oh, okay, you, you put you put low lead fuel in there. You know, low that's octane. True. You're that's not good true. doing good. So, and I, sugar is actually a, not a good fuel. No, Carbohydrates the, not a good. I'll tell fuel. you the what the one of the big problems are. Huh. Is all the guys that were like new to biking two years ago, you yeah. know, and then now biking all the time, those guys are getting faster all the time. Oh, you're going to have to keep up, man. I know. Some of those guys I thought you were going to have get heart an electronic attacks. pedal assist mountain no, bike. No, that, yeah. is, that is the bike of Satan. No, Elec- it's not. Electric bikes. Why, why even have an electric bike? Get a motorcycle. It's fun. I understand it's fun. You can't not. ride a motorcycle on trails, but you can ride an electric pedal assist Currently, bike. Currently, when I'm done banning them and making Christianity illegal, when I'm done with all that. Dude, you know, look at you. You are like, man, I'm going to call you Stalin. I'm a purist. I, you know what? My smoker, I use real wood. I got a Traeger, man. I know. That's the, that again. Fact, I'm going to go home and use that Traeger. Fire it up. Smoker of the Antichrist. Pellets. Long live the Traeger. Pellets. You run out of dun, electricity, dun, you're, dun, you're dun, done. Dun, dun, dun. When the big, Man, I can start a fire if I have to. When the big one hits, my smoker's still going to be That's okay. Smoking. I'll show up at your house. That's true. I'll make some smoke tri-tip. There you go. Man. I'll just show up. Be like, hey, me and the kids, were here for tri-tip. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that one of the first things, the sales thing for the security team. When Frank uh-huh. taps guys on the shoulder, he goes, hey, here's the deal. Come be a part of the security team. You get to be on the security team. You get a free you shirt. Get, you really get, you get a sweet hat. A hat and a shirt. You get a security shirt. You get a we, little earpiece. We get an earpiece. You go out and shoot guns like three times a year. And Pastor Mark, we go to his house. And have tri-tip. Four times a year we go over and quarterly. eat all the tri-tip. You can eat quarterly tri-tip meetings. And and who comes walking up the street to Mark's house when you're serving tri-tip? Accidentally. I don't even know how it happens. Elliot and me. Led by the Holy Spirit. Elliot was so happy with that food. All right. Well, hey, okay. our people need to be led by the Holy Spirit this week. Truly, truly. And, we'll... and, and hey, Easter was great. Yes. But Jesus is still alive. So show up next week. Yes. So I think this week, if we know. I think the listeners of the questionspodcast.com need to come. Be, they will be at church. And they need to come up to they me and say, hey, Jesus is still alive. That's what I want to hear. Okay, there you go. There so you go. if you I'll got know. to if you got to fifty seven minutes or whatever this is, well, we'll cut some stuff off the beginning. If you got to like forty five minutes and you heard Pastor Mark say that, you got to come up and give the password. Jesus is alive. All right, man. Rock on. We'll see you Sunday. Adios.